It is great to have you on the Family Goals Podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Joel and House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. On this episode, Pastor Jay and David discuss the path of the godly. Check it out. I'm re- I, I am excited. I am excited, hopefully, for some new blood in college football. Like, I would love to well, see Florida State, because I think Florida State has a chance to be in the college football playoff this year. Wow. I think a good chance. And if they beat, beat Clemson? If they beat LSU, I think they'll get in the college football playoff. Because I think LSU is going to win the SEC West. You do? You think yeah. LSU is going to beat Alabama? Yeah. They Man. beat Bama last year. I watched that game the other day, by the way. They beat Bama last year. And Jaden Daniels, you know, that Florida State game, he was awful. Like, he was learning. He was growing. Right, so, right, right. Like Florida and we State- missed the extra point. Yeah, but you sucked the whole game. I mean, y'all, it wasn't we a good terrible. game. terrible. Like, Joe and I were, like, in, in Depressionville. And then by the end, we had our hopes up. Yeah. And then we missed Just the to get it ripped <laughs> out. I love that. Um, but no, I, oh, I, I, man. it's, it's going to be interesting. I think Florida State's got a good team. But let's get the family goals. So let, let me ask you how you're doing with all that's going on with you. Your whole world's changed. and I'm, like, so, I'm so wonderful. <laughs> I'm so, wonderful. So great. Like, let's just talk about me in a podcast again. Let's do that. What about fun. some of your speaking? I hadn't heard some of the latest. It's been super cool. Super cool. Warner Robins, Liberty University. They're going to 9,000 kids. That's going to be uh, it's going to be cool. That's coming up in the very near future. Um, so definitely been been taking off and preaching to, you know, preaching to the middle school kids over there at the Oconee campus. Like we got Are a little bit going on. Are you taking over student ministry? Not course. yet. I'm, I'm, I figure it'll be soon, <laughs> you know, get rid of Colton. Um, you gotta get, get put Colton in the back seat. Yeah, you're, you're get over here. Over. Hey, no, I got but, a, that driver's license picture. He should have been in the back seat, but <laughs> golly, did you see that? Yes, our student pastor. I swear to goodness, we need to put this on social when we put when we do this episode. Like his, he has a picture of him holding a driver's license, and I swear to goodness, he looks like he's eight years old. Yeah, we are yeah. like, what? On, I, I literally, whoever <laughs> said I got it from you at the wedding? Yeah, a while ago. And I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, I had to save that as his profile pic. Yep. And every time he texted me this morning, by the way, and I was like, <laughs> just, just laughing. He, he was a light bloomer. Yeah. He was very much. Give, that's an know, understatement. Late, he, he literally, I think Nicholas was bigger than him as a six year old. Yeah. I mean, he was a tiny, tiny kid. Nicholas was, is huge. He's getting bigger. It was great seeing him yesterday and to see him raising his hands in worship. Yeah. In church. I mean, that was like. There is uh super cool. There is there is no better feeling. I mean, there's nothing that makes me more emotional than that. Like seeing my kids in praise of worship and really getting into it. Like that's I, I can't I can't help it. Like I can't stop it. There's nothing that gets me there's nothing there's nothing that makes me happier for my kids. It's not I don't get excited and jacked up when they play sports. I don't get excited and jacked up when they're just hanging around the house, but when you see that, man, like it's a mm-hmm. it's a And it's, it's a genuine, cool deal. it's real. Yeah, it's, it's a cool it's genuine. deal. I mentioned earlier about your speaking. I, I love you texted me. You, you went to Trustville, Alabama, and about a hundred kids accepted Christ. Yeah, came down from was this an FCA event? Yeah, it was FCA. What's cool? What's been cool throughout the season? Because obviously, football being back, like it's different. You know, like I'm used to being gone every Saturday, but God's been just kind of like, yeah, you see this, yeah, <laughs> see this, like you know the Garrett story we covered. Like yeah. that's just awesome. I mean, unbelievable, life changing. Um, speaking to these churches and seeing people, you know, change their life, being able to impact my, my kids at the high school more and being there every single Friday night. That is, 
That is so cool, man. Having a headset now changes game the game too. By the way, like it is. They let you have a headset. They gave me a they, headset. They're and, letting you in. Oh man, it's awesome. Like you talk about like. It doesn't take a lot to excite me. I'm an easily excitable person, but just listening to the headset and hearing football and the coaches talk back and forth, like I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, what are we gonna do next? Are we thinking about this? Did we do this? Did we do that? I keep my my. Can you keep your mouth shut? Oh, what's this going on? You know better than that. Like, no, I'm not gonna keep my mouth shut. But if you keep your microphone down, everybody hears you. But if you put it up, nobody hears you. So yeah. I keep mine up. I've okay. never put mine down. Um. But it's, it's, it's just so awesome because football is such a chess match. But every, everybody gets happier. I mean, having college football in our lives now and being able to see it and watch it, and um, man, it's just, it's just awesome. It's so cool. Back to Colton. Colton thinks he's good at fantasy football, and he keeps trying to get into the great – we have a Greystone Elite League. We had our, we had he's our, in. No, he's not in the elite league. Oh, he's in, he's the, in the staff league. Oh, and he keeps trying to get in the elite league. I'm uh, Colton. If you could make the playoffs for the staff, I mean, we got, like the office ladies are dominating Colton. That's like, not. Like, that's ungood. That's like, very ungood. Like he can't even get in the top three of the staff league. Not, now, and he's trying to get in with the big boys. In fairness to you know? Colton, I, I will give Colton some slack here because he's doing his fantasy football draft at, at church, and he's preaching. Like, and he's got his phone and he's like, he's introducing and he's, and he's doing a draft. And I'm like, y'all couldn't have picked a better time than you leading the, the high school worship and preaching up here. I mean, that ain't the easiest way to get a draft done. So your scheduling of that definitely put him behind the eight ball there, homeboy. I asked Colton, I said, is Sunday night or Monday night better for you for the draft? And he said, it doesn't matter to me. I'm like, well, that's stupid. He's got church on Sunday night, okay? So that's his fault. But, I gave him the opportunity. That's, by the that's way, what I'm saying. Like, he's not as smart as he thinks I'm he in is. worship, and our new, the lady, the, the, the lady that sung the other night, by the way, she was incredible. Like, I, as soon really? as she finished, I went up on stage, and I was like, you were unbelievable. Like, she was unbelievable, incredible. You might know who she is, Holly. She had the long blonde hair. I don't know who she is, but oh my this gosh. This is the student? The student, yeah. Yeah. This is the high school students at Greystone, but she was incredible. But literally, Colton, I'm praising, worshiping, and I'm getting into it, and I'm excited and loving it, and I get a tap on my shoulder, and I get a phone handed to me, and it's Colton. He's like, hey, I just need you to do my fantasy draft. He's like, I got to go preach. I'm like, okay. You were doing his draft for him? So literally, I started doing his draft. I started taking people during the draft for him, which is why his draft is really solid. He's got a good draft, by the way. His team on the staff league, who's in that? Is, is Are you in that, Jolin? No, I'm not. Okay, because if no. Jolin's in that, he's going to lose. Whoever's in with him, in. are you I'm in that in. one? You're going to lose that oh, yeah. one. Yeah, he's got, a, so? he's got a really good team. So he, he got another league going with some of his buddies, some of his groomsmen, and he created the league, and he made himself the very first draft pick. Oh, and he got so much heat for it. I and bet. He's like, oh, I didn't. That's, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know I made myself the first draft. Pick. I don't think I don't fantasy think football being the first pick is all that. I would actually rather be the last pick in the first round than the first pick because I'm going to get two of the top. If it's ten teams in the ten teams in the league, then I'm going to get the two of the top eleven. So I don't actually necessarily mind that, but. I mean, it's kind of a punk move. I mean, but but right, are you right. surprised by Colton? Not like, a, not at all. That doesn't surprise all. me at all. But we probably need to get off of Colton and probably get into something well, that we can actually help people I'm, with. I'm Pastor trying. Jay. I'm trying to pull. I up mean, you his look like you're just here. texting over here, but you no, know, no, no. no. I'm, I'm pulling up Colton. What's his name? Dub Bryant. What we're still it? we're still going through fantasy football. Jalen Hurts. Yep. 
This is by you, by the way. He's got a pretty good squad. He's got a great squad. I helped draft it. Uh, by the way, when you uh, when you go through things in your life and you start to prioritize things, like I think we all have those things that need to go away. It might be might be fantasy football for some people that are distractions that are busyness and because you can't even stay on topic right now. I was on my knees this morning praying about that <laughs> because I was checking my draft and and I was like, I really need to be uh, preparing for the Family Goals podcast and praying and That's being in the Word of God. Like it, I almost didn't play it. I almost didn't do it this year. I'm not. I'm not as into it, but it will. It'll be very. It's easy. why I had to stop video games. It'll be very easy to beat Colton. Like when we when we get older, we do start to see those things in your lives that you really love. Like I love fantasy football. I love video games, but. I also have to realize, like, I only have so much time in a day, and if I'm going to read and I'm going to study and I'm going to do things that are actually worth my time, I got to give, I got to sacrifice some things, and yeah. I, and I think you see that as you yeah. get older, like, but it's been, uh, it's it's one of those things that I think definitely helps us when we eliminate some of the clutter and busyness of clicking and doing and just getting going. So, yeah, I thought we would dive into one of my messages recently at Greystone Church. The title of the message was the path. The path of the godly, and it comes from Psalm chapter 1, verse 6, says, For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of, of the wicked leads to destruction. And I, lo- I love the idea that God is watching over us, that God is watching over my marriage, that God is watching over my kids, that, you know, we're, that we're living under his protection, who else would you want? I, mean, <laughs> I thought you articulated yeah. that great. You're like, yeah. yeah, it'd be great to have a mom, a dad, uh, a president, whatever. But God, like God is in it. He is in your life. He's watching over you. I thought one thing that was um, that really stood out, or I, I wrote next to it, do you think of yourself as godly? Because, you know, the path, to, the path of godly begins at the cross. And you talked mm-hmm. about that. And I, and I thought that was good to start with. But do you think of yourself as godly? I don't think most of us think of ourselves as godly because we know, we know that we're looking at fantasy football instead of, like, reading the <laughs> scriptures. <laughs> you know, like, like we're not perfect. Yeah. And, and so I don't think we view ourselves as godly, and we don't view ourselves as, as priests. Like, yeah. Um, you know, that we have a direct relationship with God, that we don't have to go through, you know, a holier person. Like, we can go directly to to Jesus. And so, uh, that's a hard thing to grasp, but we're not godly in and of ourselves. We're godly because we have the Holy Spirit in us, and God is the one transforming us. God is the one who is making us more like Him. Yeah, and I think it can stop us from doing stuff. But then you went on, you said the path of godly, the path of the godly is a life of service. And I like that too, because like there's the reading John, you know, when, G, when Jesus is wiping his disciples, washing his disciples feet and <laughs> thank goodness we, we didn't do that in church. Um, you know, <laughs> well, still everybody about that. Cause I, I was tricked. Well, I that, tricked was, that was, a, that was a while ago, but, and, uh, and when we had already, we've already talked about it on the podcast, but it was, a, it was a while ago, but that was, that was a scary moment that you literally scared everybody in the church. You, you, and you, I'm, I'm glad you said what you said afterwards. You said you might as well bring the snakes out next because <laughs> you the, the proposition of you washing feet scared just about everybody. And you probably would have lost at least 75% of your congregation. 
if you yeah, washed feet. Se- several people told me that they were they were like not participating, <laughs> sprinting out the door. But, but the example that I was using was that that Jesus humbled himself. He put a towel around his waist and he got on his hands and knees and he washed his disciples' feet. And so uh, he modeled for us serving others. That he he humbled himself. And I can't think of anything more humbling than. Like, have you ever had anyone wash your feet? I have. I didn't enjoy it, but I have. Um, but but there's two things. There's two things to me that stand out about that. When you say that, though, the biggest takeaway for me is that if the King of Kings and the most important person in this world serves, I dang sure better serve. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to live a life of service and he's going to serve others, I am going to do the same thing. But there's one other thing that really really sticks out with me. It also, to me, means no one is beneath being served. Mm. Because Jesus got down on his hands and knees, and he washed Judas's feet. Mm. That's, like, a, that's a tremendous point. Knowing that he was about to betray him. he was going to betray Like, yeah, I'd have washed his feet in lighter fluid and, like, lit him <laughs> on fire. <laughs> I mean, but, like, but he literally... He literally got down and washed somebody that would betray. I think about enemies in my life. Like, I don't want to be in the same room. I don't want to think about them. I don't have good things to say about them. And as as I've gotten older, I've learned to pray for my enemies because I can't be mad at people that I pray for. It's just impossible. Um, But he literally got down on his hands and knees and washed Judas's feet. That's that's. That's incredible. So you yeah, are not, not only is is Jesus telling us to love our enemies. He's showing us. He showed us how he loved his enemies by washing their feet. Man, no I matter think. who you are, no matter what you think you've done, you are not or or where you woke up in life and where you're at or where your title is now. You need to serve. Like you have to serve. You should serve. And we'll talk about more how to find things to serve. And no matter who you come across in your path and what you think of them and what they've done, they deserve to be served. And I I love what Jesus said when we got into Matthew chapter 20, because the disciples were arguing over who is the greatest. (laughs) And uh, I love that, you know, James and John and Peter, you uh, you have a, uh, your mom is very assertive. And so I could just kind of, I looked at your mom when I was preaching the sermon about the, the mom got involved because mm-hmm. the mom wanted uh, James and John, the sons of thunder oh, yeah. uh, to sit at Jesus right and left. Such a dope name though. You're <laughs> right though. That is, that is WrestleMania like yeah. 1980s the sons, sons of thunder. And Jesus is the one that gave him that name. Yeah. That's so dope. Jesus is funny. He's, he's got a great Under, sense underrated of, sense of humor. He's got a great sense. of. I, I don't, I don't think we draw that out in him, but he says, if you want to be great and you know, be a servant, if you want to be first, be, like, like the kingdom of God is complete opposite than the kingdom of this world. It, it really is swimming upstream. It really is going. It is being different, and that's what I was. I was saying the message yeah. is that you're different than the rest of the world. And if you want to be great, you humble yourself. And we could get in some great arguments about the goat because I was I was throwing out. The great, I, I almost threw something at you in the middle of a service. I know you're probably going to bring up LeBron. Well. Kobe would have been fine. I had you, you know, said magic and you said magic and Jordan. Like no, there's not a debate of anyone who knows what they're talking about have ever gone. I think Magic's the best player to ever play. Like nobody's ever said that. So, what you, what, full, full disclosure here. It, it was. I had it was awful. I had Jordan Kobe in my notes. Well, you didn't say Kobe. <laughs> okay. Thank gosh, you said. 
Jordan and Magic. Yeah, I know. I know. Go over your other players, by the way, too, real quick. Yeah, so you, I'm going to read my notes. Yeah, I want you I was, to... I, want you I was to, going off script yesterday. Okay, well, that was, I was... And I was preaching in Birkenstocks for the first time. I, I get it, but that was <laughs> that was an egregious error that you probably lost some people at the church that day. But, that, but I want to yeah. hear the other sports guys you used, because I didn't think you used other ones well either. But continue. <laughs> but that was on purpose. No, it wasn't. It was on That's a no, lie. No, no, no. Uh, Jordan, Jordan and Kobe... You Montana said, and Brady. Joe Montana, Tom Brady, quarterback. I'd go Mahomes and Brady, but okay. Oh, Mahomes, okay. Ali and Tyson. Ali Frazier. Nobody thinks Tyson's one of the best of all time. You don't think? Like Ali, Iron, Sugar Iron Way, Mike. Leonard. I, I, you don't, I, Iron Mike had a flash in the pan that was you're, most dominant in the history of the sport, and then he disappeared and quit. No, absolutely you're, not. You're, he quit on you're, the— You're mixing weight classes here. No, you're sugar, mixing sugar, weight crashes. Sugar Ray Leonard and Ollie. It doesn't have to be weight cra- weight class. Did we do Magic's weight versus MJ's weight? Magic weighed more than MJ, so they shouldn't have played. Anyways, well, continue. Well, Magic was the greatest point guard of all time. He he made people better. At least I didn't. At least I didn't, at least I didn't too, throw Larry Bird in there, which that that's what I really wanted to do. Uh, Messi and Pele. Know nothing about soccer. I don't yeah, Jolin said uh, Ronaldo. People might have thought I should have said Ronaldo. Yeah, I don't know anything about soccer. And then uh, Nadal and Federer. Djokovic has more majors than both of them. I know, I, and I and I mentioned that. Did I mention? No, you didn't. didn't. I, did I, not, I, I threw Djokovic. No, you name. didn't. Not not in our service. You didn't. Maybe it was a different service. I get confused on the services. Same. But I did say Djokovic at some point. But yeah, Djokovic probably is the greatest of all time. He's won the I mean, most no, majors. Yeah. I, I would give it, and then him, Nadal owned Federer head to head, and Nadal has more majors. So the Federer era was the most dominant era, probably. But those guys, longevity wise, have been greater for longer. We're we're just big Federer fans. I mean, Feds, uh, Feds, we Feds, love we love we love Fed. Uh, and then I said uh, Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas, which and is Nicholas. No, it's has not debatable. More. I don't think. Do those think two, those two are the no. I think I don't think it's debatable. Those two are the best two in golf. Like so I, I was right on. I think you, you, you give me you give me one. You're one for all of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is but you know you know nothing about soccer. Nothing um, about soccer. But, but I, I love the true greatness comes from serving others. Um, I think we we could probably adopt that more throughout our day, throughout our life. Um, and then um, I love 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 this, and and I want you to share it because I, I loved it. I wrote it down because I think it's something to share with people. When everyone else is serving, you want a job. Hmm. So when I'm serving and Lindsay's serving and Nicholas is serving, Leah's going to want a job, right? Like if we're all serving, and to me, this goes to my relationship. If I'm serving Jesus, I'm serving God, she's going to want to do it. Like hmm. in the mornings, every single morning looks the same in the Pollock household early in the morning. And you're going to see three of us reading our Bible. Like you're going to see three of us starting our day that way. You know, like if that's, if it looks like those three doing it, then the fourth is going to come with the Bible. Like the fourth is going to want to serve. But I, I thought the story with, with, uh, with Jolin. Yeah. And I think cult, you, you talk a lot about culture and I, I think Dabo Sweeney even mentioned culture on the, on the podcast, but culture is really not something you build. Cult culture really is who, who you are. And, and people are going to, you know, we say it all the time, but but more is caught than taught. And so if, if that's the culture. And so if the culture of our church is serving and every, everybody wants to serve or the, or the culture of your family is serving, putting up, putting others first. And so I shared, I shared the story 
uh, in the early days of our church, we, we were meeting in a daycare. Uh, we had very humble beginnings. Uh, we would pull up to the daycare with a with a cargo trailer with hand me down sound equipment. You rented a, you rented the daycare rented the for daycare. your Sunday services. Just, yes, and then you'd have everybody come out. Everybody show up. We had we had metal folding chairs. We had an overhead projector with the lyrics. We didn't we didn't have like a you know now you have the I don't even know what you call it. What are those things called? Whoa, like those big nice projectors. They're called they're yeah. called projectors. They're called projectors. <laughs> yeah, they're called projectors. That's just what's not really. But they're like what are those eight? big fancy things that have yeah. lights? Those are yeah. Those are projectors. Yeah, they're but just anyway, nicer projectors than the one you used to put on a table. And yeah, we had an overhead projector with like handwritten, uh, you know, sharpie lyrics. You like know, the ones you used to have yeah. in the schools. Yeah, and like people yeah. would like move it up and down, and you know. But anyway, we had we had forty people, and uh, we we were counting unborn children. You know, if any anyone was pregnant, we were, we were counting those. <laughs> that kids. seems aggressive. By oh the way. yeah, we're, we're, how many did y'all have today? Well, there's three pregnant ladies, so yeah. plus three. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And then and then what happened? So so we'd have the service at the daycare. Then after the service, everybody would pitch in. Like everybody would, you'd fold up the chairs, take down the sound system, load it all, load it all back in the trailer, clean clean the church, uh, clean the daycare. Well, Joel and our son was six years old at the time. We, we were just starting the church, and, and he saw that everybody else was serving, so he wanted to serve. And so he came to me and said, I want, I want to do something. I, you know, what can I do? And I said, well, Joel, uh, we need to take the trash out. You know, one of our big things was we want to leave this place nicer than we found Dang it. Right. Because we, we didn't want to, uh, we want to be a good representation of Christ and our church. And so, so we need to take all the trash out, clean it up, throw it in the dumpster. So you, you can be in charge of, you know, getting all the trash out. So he, he got so excited about it. The next Sunday, he shows up. You know, he's got his – and I share with the church, Joel used to be super cute. I mean, he used to be a, a really, really good-looking kid. Like, he, he could have been like a, this, Ger- that, a that Gerber is, baby. That is hilarious. Right. Joel used to be a cute kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's talking about his son, like – Jolin used to be, and Jolin's here, so we're going to get Jolin's input. But I'm like, right here. You, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, it's, it's crazy. I'm we were standing talking right here. We were talking about it a second ago, and we were like, where's Jolin? He doesn't have a mic. He's back there in the back. Now Jolin is front and center yeah. because yeah. he used to be so cute. I had so many nice young ladies yesterday come and tell me that I'm still cute. So, oh. how many were under the age of 80? <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any 80 year olds at church? I don't think we have any of those. Ar- so. Yeah, Arlene Jenkins is, is 86. Ar- Arlene. Look, at, look at Pastor Jay. Right yeah. off the top of his head yeah. knows the answer to that Big question. Big Alabama fan. So he was cute. He had his polo oh, yeah, so, on. So he had on his button-down shirt, his shorts, and I think he had some some those like... Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Like Just keep going. Tiva sandals. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're so anyway. the one that dressed me, dude. I was six. Yeah, I think that was your mom. But anyway, uh, <laughs> by the I didn't way, choose every my clothes every every six year or every parent that has a six year old and a dad out there just went, "Yep, yeah. that was definitely mom." Because mom, we, dads don't dress. So when Jalen was growing up, he didn't like to wear blue jeans. He either wore shorts or those like athletic tracker pants. You ever seen those? Yeah. The, it's, like the, it's like the basketball pants. Yeah, tearaways. Tearaways. Yeah, he wears tearaways. Tear- yeah. yeah. So anyway, after the service is over, Joe starts starts unbuttoning his shirt. I'm like, well, he's getting serious about this job. But, but underneath his button down shirt, he had he had on a white t shirt and he had written in Sharpie, "Trash Boy." That's so cool, <laughs> man! Isn't that cool though? Like, like that was his job. That was his role. He didn't even understand that that was like a humble 
position. Like he, like he, he because thought it he, was just. It's his, a position. Yes, a hundred percent. So if we if we all adopted that, like now at the church, and and I loved you going too further. Like at the church, every Sunday at Greystone Church, somebody cleans the bathrooms after the service. Mm-hmm. Somebody cleans the floors. Somebody vacuums. Somebody takes the trash out. Like, I mean, it, it's really not hard. It, it's interesting because you know Oconee's a smaller campus, but. We have a lot of the same people that volunteer all the time, and you're and you always want to find more people that can serve, like because mm-hmm. you you kind of get worn out. I mean, sure. y'all probably were worn yeah. slapped to the bone because y'all needed every bit of it, and it's just so easy to find those little examples to serve people. It's so it's it's not difficult to find ways to pour in and find those opportunities and those moments where you could really help, and you can bring your kids along with you. By the way, mm-hmm. like if you want to go serve at the church and bring your kids. Like it's just, you're teaching them a huge lesson. Like the fact that it's probably not a surprise that Jolin's working in a church now because Jolin learned at six years old, like that serving was cool. Like what if our kids learn that at six? What if our kids learn that at seven and eight and nine and 10? Like they're going to be a heck of a lot further down the road than we were. I didn't know how to serve at six. I'm still, I'm still learning how to serve and not be the, you know, the, butthole that wants to think about me all the time you know and my time and how valuable it is and how important it is I thought that was I thought that was cool but you talked about churches and you talked about pro it's funny I've been to every program across the country in college football and every single college program every single school has the same signs they all have the same signs they all have the same what are some of those signs it's all it's all the same thing you know brotherhood love of family you know, hard work. It's, it's all built on the same principles. Like, you know, Coach Rick was finished the drill. Like, we, they all have these principles and these things, these creeds. Row the boat. Yes, that they live by, and there's a meaning behind it. But they all don't work because it's not authentic to everybody. It's not true. They have a sign, but they don't live it. Like, they, they, they have the sayings all over the wall of family first, team first, hard work. But they don't preach it. How do, how do, how it. do you close the gap between the sign and the actions? You build it. You do it. You, you, whoever is the person at the top, which was you for Jolin, you're serving. Jennifer's serving. Everybody in the church is serving. You set a standard. You, you, you start at the top and everybody does it. They don't just say it. They don't ask for it. They do it. They set a standard of what it's going to look like. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to serve. I'm going to put players first. Like the players are going to matter in these programs. My kids are going to matter. Like dad, newsflash, you're at the top in your family. Like you are called to be the top in your family. Are you going to put mama first? You can put a sign up. You can put a, you can put a Bible verse in your house. You can put them all over your house. It don't matter if you ain't going to live it out. You ain't going to show it, right? Like, that's that's how they're going to learn. They're going to learn because you're going to do Dabo Sweeney having him on our podcast. Like, listen to that dude talk. You think there's a surprise why the culture is the way the culture is at Clemson? It's not a surprise. Do you think players know if the coaches aren't balled in? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you serious? I was like, throwing you a little softball there. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> not only do we know, like, we talk about it, and we call them out all the time. That They're the butt of the jokes of – I mean, I had a coach with the Bengals that he... Bengals. Uh, 
I had a coach with the Bengals, and I so badly am I'm not going to say his name because it is so it would be so petty to say it. He didn't have a clue what was going on, man. Like he did not know football. And we literally would talk about it in the room, and he would go over and he would teach me the wrong thing. And I'm learning, by the way, first time playing linebacker in the NFL. These guys are kind of good, like smidge good. And he's teaching me something that, and I'll ask the why, because I'm a why person. Like, I need need to know the answer, but I need to know steps of how to accomplish. That's the way I talk. Like, it's the way I relate to people. It's the way I do everything, because I just don't work with, this is how it's done. Okay, I don't, I don't know, I don't care why, how it's done. Why is it done that way? Like, and I would ask, and I couldn't get the answers of cover two, cover three. I don't know how to play this. I didn't learn in high, in college. I learned how to play defensive line and rush the passer. And I got to the uh, practice field, and I would mess it up. And Coach Lewis was my coach, and he was a DC for all those years of the Ravens. I was, and he'd be like, "Dude, Pollock, you messed it up again." I was like, and my coach, one of my coaches, I had was standing, and they'd be like, "Yeah, come on, I told you in meetings." I'm like, "No, you didn't." Like, I know exactly what you told me, brother. Like, and I, I would get upset. So, no, they don't do it right all the time. Not everybody's like that, and you know. But you, it's just like anything else. You, you can tell people that are really, that, that, man, how cool is it to have people in your life that are different? Like, that you can just feel it. You know it, man. Yeah. They, they bring a different presence. And, and that's why guys like Kirby and Dabo, when we talk about coaching world, Scott Drew, like, you don't tell me, having Scott Drew on the podcast after you got to know him, you tell me you wouldn't follow that sucker? If I was a high school basketball star, I'm going to Baylor. <laughs> I mean. That guy is incredible. Stud. Yeah. I'm an absolute stud. So, yeah, you know when it's, but, but again, if you're going to have signs in your house, that is great. That is awesome. I want you to have a mantra. I want you to have a family creed, like. This is what we stand for. We have one in the Pollock household. I know you have one in your household. Like, this is who we are. This is what we stand for. This is what we're trying to get accomplished as a family. But if we don't live it, you can't expect your kids to live it. They won't. Yeah. They won't live it. I think also with the coaching, like the coaches have to model it, but you got to have some key players, like leaders, to step up and buy in. Because I think think the younger players are going to follow those – that makes sense. Like, does a church work if just the pastors bought in? Well, that's where I'm going with yeah. this. Is I feel like we've got to have key lay leaders, hundred percent. Because it to me it means a whole lot more. Like, if I say it, well, of course you're saying it. You're the pastor. pastor. But when you have you have lay leaders who are who are modeling it and leading it and serving it, and I mean that's that, when that's, teams that's, get, that's where that's where the huge culture. culture that's when te- that's where teams place. go from. Like, it's it's really cool to have. Uh, coach-led teams, mm-hmm. and you got some great coaches out there, but the best teams are player-led teams. Like, and again, it's incumbent upon a coach. It, like, we have a bunch of kids at North. They are not, like, natural leaders. They are quiet, quiet kids. They don't, they don't know how to lead. Like, we have to teach them how to lead. We have to, like, I've literally gone over there to a couple of our kids and I'd be like, hey, man, listen, you don't have to be the loudest voice, 100%, but your voice needs to be heard. And, and it's simple to say you're, like, to, to, to get your voice heard is as simple as, hey, good job, way to run through the line. That's simple, dude. Like, I need you to be engaged in what's going on. You don't have to be Mr. Loud, Mr. Pump You Up, but, like, find ways for, it's just like with our kids, like we got to find ways where we can teach, like we can make them pray. And when they pray with us, 
and in a family, they feel a little bit more comfortable, and then they might go to small group and pray. Like Nicholas, you couldn't get him to pray in front of anybody. Now, small group every time, who wants to pray? You know, his hand's flying up, you know? And, and so, but I think it's just like anything else. We got to teach him how to lead in that small atmosphere with us mm-hmm. in a confined atmosphere and then stretch them and then stretch them and then stretch them. But, but yeah, you have to have people that are around you that are willing to, to take that message and to further it in their own style, in their own way, not your way. Like we can't all be Dabo. Like we've had Dabo on that dude can sit there. And, he could sit and preach a sermon in, in Greystone church for, for 16 hours <laughs> Ask Pastor Jay, because Pastor Jay got one question in the first like forty-five minutes. Hey, I'm Pastor Jay. Nice to meet you. Like, right? Like he he could easily I, I do like that. Dabo didn't really get to know me. Well, that's probably a good thing because Tony Dungy <laughs> didn't either. <laughs> so if you don't know the if you don't know the joke behind that, by the way, Pastor Jay out of I, Pastor Jay brings his A game most of the time. The Tony Dungy interview, he brought his D game. If if it's a passing grade, he got he got tongue tied. It was it was it was it was a hot mess. It was not one of your better days. Agreed. Agreed. We're in season five, and you're still bringing up Tony Dungy. It was applicable to the moment. I mean, (laughs) so we had a buddy of ours spent the night this weekend, and and he he's a big big podcast listener. He's from Birmingham, Alabama, and of course he brings up Tony Dungy. I love that so much. <laughs> that he's makes like, me he's so like, are, happy. Are you, are you having a Tony Dungy moment? Oh, I'm like, what, what so are you talking great. about? Like, you know, it's like he's like a podcast insider, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, He's a fan of the podcast. He's, like a, he's, a fan, he, he's a fan of the podcast. And uh, so I wanted to get back to this whole serving and culture because I, I love the idea. I mean, if you're a leader of an organization, of course, being the pastor of a church, like having an army of volunteers, like have it, having a group of people like, and that's the only way we're able to pull off some things that we're able to pull off at the church, like sports camp. Like we literally have three, 400 people serving every night of the week. And then we had like 100 kids, you know, I think there are 900 kids that came and like 100 committed their lives to Jesus Christ. So you, you, can, you can do some things when you have all this buy-in and all this service and all this... Um, Amazing people, so we're honored. Many we're, hands we're, make light work. That's like the fourth time I've heard that this week. So, yeah, uh, many. I mean, yeah. like when you have, uh, it must be a Bible verse. Is that a, is that a Bible is. verse? Yeah. What what reference is it? I don't know. Or is preacher, it a Chinese I don't know, proverb? Preacher man, but I've, I've been so so. Joe and I are reading through the Bible in a year, which he's a little he's a little bit behind. I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> throw him under the bus or anything. I mean, you just did, but uh, <laughs> but I'm glad he's doing it with me. Um. Are you, are you um, jumping to the microphone? A, a little behind is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was, re- so we read through, we, I read through Proverbs recently, and there were so many verses that I thought were just sayings. And I'm like, oh, that's an actual Bible verse. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, Which is, again, I, I love when you say stuff like that because everybody at home thinks the same thing. Like we all do the same thing. Like, oh, that's a Bible verse. I didn't oh. realize that was, you know. Like a no, that was a quote. book in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that doesn't make you a horrible Christian. Like, yeah. But I think that if you want to get wisdom, good, you can just go through the Proverbs. Like you could change growing. your, you yeah. could change your, you could change your life reading Proverbs yeah. for sure. So but I, th- I thought so, it was a great message. So I man. finished the message yesterday and we'll, we'll close with, with this is Matthew chapter 25 when, when Jesus is, talks about the second coming and, and he talks about 
you know, the king being on his throne, and he says, the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. And the reason why, he says, is for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I, I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And the righteous will answer him. The godly will answer him. Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you and thirsty, give you something to drink? When do we see a stranger invite you in, needing clothes and clothing? When do we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And I think that the true Christianity and true faith is care, caring for the least of these. James, right? Yeah. Yeah, James, James says faith without deeds is, is dead. And so um, I think how often are we serving the least of the I think you, you mentioned it with the, with the foot washing, that no one is beneath us serving. And one of the, one of the greatest ministries we have the church is our prison ministry, going and visiting the prisoners and, and taking them gifts and Bibles. And, you know, the, they're doing the, the discipleship books with Pastor Jay. Oh, that's cool. Prison. That's you know? awesome. So um, I, think, I think to finish it and to, to hammer home the last point, then, then who is God calling you to serve? Like, where are you being led? Where do you feel like there's an area where you can plug in and, and make a difference? And, and don't think, I think we all got to, again, we got to get out of the mindset of what I, this huge overarching thing, but what can I do that's tangible that I can go serve? Mm-hmm. How can I include my family? Like, I think it's really important. If you've got a family, include my family. Like, include your family. But where can you plug in and go make a difference that will make a difference in one person that then makes a difference in another person and another person and another person? Yeah, and and different people are passionate about different things. And so find a place that you're passionate about. So maybe it's prison ministry. Maybe it's crisis pregnancy center. Maybe it's unwed pregnant moms, you know, or Whatever. I mean, it could be feeding the poor. It could be children's ministry, student ministry, uh, hurricane relief. So I think that's a great question is, what is God calling you to do? Who is God calling you to serve? Who does God want you to help? Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. The path of the godly is through a life of service. Jesus, the Son of God, was the ultimate example of how to serve others. So when I was six and everyone at the church had a job, I wanted a job. When I saw everyone working for one common goal, I wanted in. So my application for today is, are you serving? Are you serving your spouse? Are you serving your kids? Are you serving your family? Are you serving your coworkers, the people that are around you every day? Find ways to put those people around you first. Use that perfect model that Jesus set out for us and live a life of the godly. If you are serving others, take a look around you. Who is someone that you can encourage to serve? Give somebody a job. Someone out there is looking for ways to serve. They just need someone to give them a job. Empowering those around you can be the best thing that you can do. If you found this episode helpful, encouraging, or entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or by writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals Podcast, and we'll catch you next week.